Hello, welcome to another edition of Thinking Like a Lawyer. I'm Joe Patrice from Above the Law. I'm joined by another senior editor from that esteemed publication, Catherine Rubino. You're in a very NPR-y sort of a, a voice mode. Am I? Oh, interesting. I didn't, I didn't think I was doing any kind of different voice mode. You're wrong. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Well, you know, I mean, we're coming uh, to the end of the year. I think we've just it's got... a solemn uh, occasion. This is the penultimate episode of uh, True. 2020. That is, that is how time works. We're almost Linear there. and all that good stuff. Yeah. I mean, can you believe 2020 is actually almost over? Yeah. I mean, it's it's just, there've been it's been so great this year. <laughs> Everything's been so wonderful. I, I hate to see it go, but... It's been a year. Yeah. It has, in fact, you know, and we do still. God, have I'm some exhausted news. just thinking about it. Yeah, we do have some news stories to talk about though this week. Yes, uh, yes big yes. issues in legal news of the week. But mm-hmm. uh, before we do that, uh, one thing we aren't going to talk about, but I know that you you spent most of the week talking about bonuses. I did. Yeah, I did. Uh, that, which, that's generally our December's at above the law. It, it is, and so because we've already talked about that a few times on this show, we aren't going to go uh, into it again. So just so you know. Uh, firms gave bonuses. Yeah. This is what I'll say about bonuses. And I know that folks who read us who are not at big law sometimes um, send us some mail getting Complain. a little frustration that we spend a lot of time talking about bonuses. But but I actually think that that's one of the things that we do at Above the Law that's actually super meaningful, right? Mm-hmm. I think that transparency in big law, which is not known for being super transparent, is really important. I think it helps people make really smart lateral decisions and you know, when they're in law school as well, although sometimes you don't really have perspective of what that even means when you're in law school. But I think that it's really important to to sort of hold folks accountable, meaning firms accountable for, uh, and knowing what the market is like. And, and sometimes I know clients get annoyed because there are big bonuses and we there's a lot of hype about these bonuses. But mm-hmm. the truth is you're already paying the money. It, it's it, The question is whether the whether associates get the money or partners get the money. It's not about clients getting a right. discount or something like that. So I think they just, and it's, and frankly, who who's complaining? These like giant companies that give right. billion dollar bonuses to their uh, executives. So they just need to like deal with it. Yeah. That's so my gonna, very angry little. Yeah, fair enough. But, I, but no, it, after a challenging year, some, you know, some firms are giving out some big bonuses and some firms, yeah. some firms aren't. And uh, mm-hmm. for those firms, they should figure out how have law firms weathered previous economic <laughs> downturns and come out stronger on the other side. LexisNexis Interaction has released an in-depth global research report confronting the 2020 downturn, lessons learned during the previous economic crises. Download your free copy at interaction.com slash like a lawyer to see tips, strategies, plans, and statistics from leaders who have been through this before and how they've reached success again. That's the just the first of our Sponsors for the week. We also, mm-hmm. of course, will be hearing a little bit later from uh, Contract Tools and Lexicon. But for now, let's uh, transition sure. into the first story of the week, which, hey, did you know Rand Paul is a dick? Yes. Yeah. Well. Oh, that's it? We're done now, right? Yeah, that's the yeah, end of that, that story. Okay, so now, and so that, so if you're okay, working okay. with Contract, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, there's, <laughs> we're, we're going to spend more time no, here. No, no, uh, so how has he been a dick this week, Joe? <laughs> uh, one of the developments of this of this horrible, horrible year, mm-hmm. uh, of which there have been many, was the killing of Judge Salas's son, uh, yes. a yes. gunman came, who disgruntled litigant, found her house and came mm-hmm. and attacked uh, 
she was all right, though her husband was injured she, and has mm. since recovered, and her son was uh, murdered. unfortunately murdered. Mm-hmm. So there's an effort at the federal level to pass a law that would make it a crime for these data brokers to mine personal information and sell them to these folks who are disgruntled, who are looking to find federal judges this to attack them. This seems like it would be a easy bipartisan kind of bill to get passed. Seems- I mean, listen, the Republicans have spent an awful lot of time trying to pack the federal judiciary with folks who agree with them. I imagine they are very interested in protecting that asset that yeah. they have have got garnered for themselves. Yeah, exactly. Like I, they, this yeah. is all about protecting the the entire group of FedSoc folk they uh, put up there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it also included a provision to help fund the U.S. Marshal Service in increasing security uh, and so on and so forth. Uh, so anyway, this is this is what it is. And it is. It doesn't seem super controversial to me. I can't no. imagine that this is a real story. Well, uh, Rand Paul has uh... decided to hold it up. He is unilaterally exercising his power to kill the bill, at least uh, unless something else comes out of it. Uh, His stated reason is that he needs there to be provisions to protect uh, legislators, mostly not because, as you might think, because his neighbor beat the hell out of him once, which did happen. But again, his na- neighbor, being a neighbor, did not need any uh, yeah, information any off information. the dark web for that. Exactly. Uh, but no, this is Rand uh, is still complaining about how some people yelled at him in D.C. once and how he wants them prosecuted, which the U.S. Attorney's Office in D.C. declined to do because First it's absurd. Yeah, uh, but getting because, yelled at is not. But because he is a whiny child, he feels that since he didn't get that, he's going to hold up protections for federal judges until there's comparable protections for him. Uh, Stop it. Write another bill if you want it. Stop it. But yeah. This seems, uh, okay, I know that... I know that this is kind of your hobby horse and and you've you've made this argument a, a lot but but why why is one person allowed to hold up what is otherwise a bipartisan effort to do a very small drop in the bucket level of protection for federal judges. You know, I actually I am less concerned about this one because this this is one of those instances that actually falls within what I think would make for a better system uh, mm-hmm. for the filibuster. Uh, I don't believe in getting rid of it as much as I believe that people who do it should face consequences, and this is a good example of that. Sure, he's holding this up. So we're talking about the fact that he's holding it up. If he wants his name attached to the idea that he won't pass a really reasonable set of security measures for federal judges, then he can do that and face the consequences for that electorally. Uh, Mm. I like that. I do not like the more standard form of the filibuster, which is no one person stands up and says, I'm the one against this. It's all behind closed doors. It's all without votes, without speeches. Uh, that's the stuff that I think is bad because it means bills get killed without any uh, consequences. And that's a problem. So this I actually don't have a huge problem with procedurally. Uh, I'm glad that we're But as getting... a moral matter. We, oh, yeah, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> but, but look, but I, I mean, I'm glad that we're able to drag him over this. You know, that's, like that's, that's, that's what it's true. for. So it is bad, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, no, this is this is what he does. I, I can't imagine that this is how you want to spend your time. Yeah. But here we are. Yeah. He is going to the mat for the idea that judges shouldn't get security. That's what he's chosen to do with his life. 
I, I, I don't, I don't How have words. How bad must it be to be an eye doctor that you choose huh? this? To, to be an eye doctor, like you have this career that like theoretically is is good and you say like, no, what I want to do is stop federal judges from having protections. Why does that have to do with ophthalmology? Because that's what he is. Oh. Yeah? Did you? I, I guess I knew at some point that he was a doctor, but but I didn't really... I didn't really piece it all together there. <laughs> yeah, no, he he went to Duke uh, for to be an medical eye school. Yeah, yeah, fair yeah. enough. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, the the issue is, and I think probably why he has eschewed being a doctor is that uh, no one's talking about him when yeah. he's just when he's just helping people see. Yeah, that's not fame inducing. <sighs> being a jerk and ho- holding up uh, yeah. federal legislation because. If Somebody only, might yell at him. If only we were protecting judges from cataracts, then he <laughs> could be could be helping us out. Anyway, no, it's 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 bad. Uh, it is troubling. Uh, obviously, we are deeply concerned about our federal judges uh, because uh, it's awful. It's an awful it's, story. Yeah. It's a terrible thing. It's a, it's a terrible thing that happens, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, it, this it, and and here's the thing that gets me. Maybe there's an argument to like hold up a piece of legislation if you're like. This is doesn't do enough. Yeah, you know, like we can't pretend sure. like we have solved the problem when we haven't fully funded the marshals or something. Right. Like, there, it's not saying, oh, well, somebody put some forward some bill, so we have to agree to it. There, there are potentially reasons to to not support this, but but this isn't it. Still, a reason to write another one. Yeah, uh, rather than uh, try True. to hold, hold up this one anyway. It's bad, uh, but this is how the Senate works, and it's just the the kind of log jam that they have. Uh, We're screwed. Uh, it's just a log jam yeah. they have because of the way that proper processes go there. So maybe yeah. it's time to streamline some administrative tasks. So with that, <laughs> let's hear from our folks at Lexicon. Here's a message just for the attorneys out there. So you passed the bar, joined a firm, or even built your own. Now are you finding out that you're doing more administration than actual law practice? Lexicon can help. Lexicon is a legal services and technology provider with over a decade of experience streamlining administrative tasks like timekeeping, HR, billing, client intake, and more. So you can focus on maximizing billable hours and increasing client satisfaction. Call 855-4-LEXICON or visit lexiconservices.com go to learn more. Hey, so the next big thing that uh, blew up was... Big or little? Mm. Mm. Oh, I see what you did there. (laughs) Do you see what you did there? Is the California bar exam? No, no. uh, no, uh, But no, we are, in fact, talking about Jeffrey Tubin again. Uh, Jeffrey Tubin, obviously no longer with the New Yorker uh, because he um, does not understand how to turn off the camera on his (laughs) Zoom chat. Yeah, he... was caught pleasuring himself on, not caught, he, he was on a call and started pleasuring himself. On a work call. That's yeah. what I mean. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, it, it's it's really astounding. Like, yeah, I mean, again, yeah. I, I think I said it at the time. I, I've made the jerking off motion on a work call too, but I make sure nobody sees it and I don't <laughs> do it literally. Uh, but no, so he he lost that uh, that job. But the New York Times put out a, lengthy and I would suggest embarrassing uh, <laughs> piece in which they basically 
went to great lengths to explain how unfair it is that poor Jeffrey Tubin might not be able to be on CNN anytime soon simply because he, you know, sexually harassed people, uh, which is what this is. I, I, this is a side note. We actually heard somebody attempted to cite me as the source of something on Wikipedia, which, you know, always the highest honor. But but no, it, it's true, though, that the they, they were citing me because I did make the point that this counts as sexual harassment mm-hmm. under, under, New, York, it is. That's under why. New York law. Yeah, and it, it is. And I mean, we all take the anti-sexual harassment training that you have to do as somebody who's employed in New York every year. And we did that. And it makes the point routine, you know, in multiple places that that's how the law works here. It does not matter that he was not targeting anybody on the call or was intending for it to be seen. He did something that makes people sexually uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. that's uh, that's pretty much uh, this, your textbook this is not, definition. This should not be a controversy. It is not. Uh, but so somebody tried to cite me for just the fact that that's what this is. And uh, it got reversed by some other Wikipedia editor trying to explain that, no, no, we can't possibly be mad at our... Uh, you know, we can't possibly I mean, call that, our esteemed Mr. Tubin something like that. Listen, as as much as Wikipedia is useful and accurate, that is also the problem with it, is that anybody with a bee in their bonnet can, and the re- time to dedicate, can do what they want. Yeah, and, and look, I, I made the point uh, in a piece this week, that or last week, uh, that you can check out still. I made the point that, look, I understand this, like, this visceral appeal for second chances that people have, Mm -hmm. but you aren't obligated to one. And it it seems like that is always something we talk about when it's someone who comes from a relatively privileged background, screwing up, they get a second chance and you don't, you aren't really, you aren't really privileged to have that. You are, you are afforded maybe the opportunity to create a second act, but you don't, get to get your job back and everything because you did something wrong. Yeah, you wrong. can't pretend like these things didn't happen. Yeah, you you get, you absolutely have an opportunity to go out and do something new, write a new book about it, try and get on sure. some other thing. Like, you can do whatever you want, but you, this article's premise was that we should all just, like, pretend this didn't happen and bring him back to the I mean, status quo. I, I think that the, there's a problem when an industry ta- tries to talk about itself, right? Yep. It gets very meta. And and I think I've said this on this podcast before, but you know I get really annoyed at Hollywood movies about Hollywood because yeah, you, we're all just so... Well, they're, they're so self-congratulatory. It's look at how great we are. And it's kind of that same mentality as applied to journalism. When journalists try to write about journalism, it, it's not great. It's not my favorite. Yeah. I mean, I say as a lawyer writing about lawyers, I get it. Right. I get it. And that's why I'm very aware that you have to be diligent and you can't just be like, oh, yeah, well, we all know how great this is. And and maybe that's also, I think, part of the appeal of Above the Law is that, you know, we bring snark to the industry. Yes. It, is, it is trying to puncture that that kind of self-importance that the industry has. And I think that you have to be really careful when you're writing about this stuff. You sound super elitist, super insular, super isolated when you're just talking about how important this is. And and I think that reading that, that times piece was just, was head shakingly bad. It it, it was really astounding. And I, I do encourage folks to check both it and, and our retort uh, out about it. But yeah, no, like, 
Or just read your piece. It's fine. Yeah, I, you don't have to, I mean, not everyone has a time subscription. It's fine. That's fair. Anyway, and 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 we don't force you to have a subscription, no. dear readers. That's no. why <laughs> above the laws where you need to check all this stuff out. Yeah. It it was it was problematic and you're right. It was just this kind of navel gazing. Uh, oh, man, about I hate how that great... navel gazing bullshit. Yeah. It's it was it was we're it not that else. it's not that important. Like it's not that important that this one guy gets the job to talk about law cases on CNN or is, any media, right? Like is there anything that happens on CNN with him explaining how a summary judgment works mm-hmm. to somebody that couldn't easily be done by any number of other legal analysts of our cohort? Of uh, course. Is there anything lost if like Mark Joseph Stern's the one who says no. that to people or no. Ellie Mistral. For, for yeah. hell's sake. Uh, but, yeah, look, for us. Yeah. Yeah, like any of us yeah. could easily do that. There's nothing yeah. special. There's no reason why he deserves some sort of deference just because he happened to be the one who covered the OJ trial. And his parents were journalists. And... Right. It's, it's ridiculous. It, yeah. No, I completely, completely agree with you. And this is not the first controversy that has plagued his career. No. Uh, and that's I don't, a, that's a bit of burying. <laughs> I think you actually made that I joke. Did, in I the, did, I did. You want to, well, I mean, we, they, they, the story kind of glides over the whole, he fathered a kid with, uh, with a young lawyer while yeah. he was already a, uh, famed journalist, yeah. a young lawyer. Who's the son or no, who's the daughter of another famed journalist. To just yeah. kind of keep the whole thing going. Yeah. It's... How completely insular this world is. Yeah. So, so like, let's be clear. He's already gotten a second chance, right? There's yeah. already been scandal in his career that he has surmounted. I don't know how many chances we're supposed to give these folks. That's true. Yeah. It was a thing. Well, it's all real life. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, as I said, he can go out. He he's got a law, you know. He's got a law degree. I assume he's kept it up to date. He can go. He can stop being on CNN and go out and learn to practice he like can, regular. He people. can review documents just like the the worst of us. And even if he, if he doesn't want to go into litigation, you know what he could do. If he works with contracts and doesn't use contract tools, he's missing a lot. Save time, make more money, and do a better job for your clients with contract tools by paper software. Contract tools is the most powerful word add-in for working with contracts. Thousands of lawyers all over the world rely on contract tools every day for every kind of deal. Visit papersoftware.com to watch a demo and get a free trial. As a special offer to podcast listeners, use coupon code LTN2020 to get one month free. That's papersoftware.com and LTN2020. Well, we said that we weren't going to talk much about bonuses because we talked a lot about that this this year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So not to talk about another subject we talked a lot about this year, but... Uh, <laughs> the bar exam? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, just real quick, uh, update on the bar exam situation. I, we've heard us talk about how this year's administration of the bar exam was largely a mess between yes. trying to force people to take it in person as a super spreader event or to run online exams with untested and, frankly, technically difficult challenges, shall we say, uh, on the online exams didn't seem like they had thought yeah, I mean, through some stuff. Listen, some of, some of it is understandable to the extent that they were not intending to go online probably mm-hmm. ever and had to make adjustments kind of on the fly because as you, another hobby horse of yours, they were not excited about diploma privilege as yeah. the way forward. Uh, so a lot of things, and, and this class has sort of been the, the guinea pig's Living it. Yeah. Well, so the California bar exam, obviously, so they they ran an online exam. Uh, The way in which these were proctored uh, was through 
algorithms using the webcam and microphone that they would lo- watch you and look sure. for suspicious behaviors defined uh, however the algorithm chose to define it. This gave rise to a story that we've written about, which is the fairly openly racist level to which Mm -hmm. the algorithm was flagging black and brown people as cheating from the moment they sat down (laughs) just because it wouldn't recognize their faces. A a black person's taking the bar exam? You must be cheating. That's literally what it's saying. No, it it just, it doesn't recognize, recognize the face. This has been a problem with facial recognition technology and other other, uh, yeah, that's why lots well. of jurisdictions are working on like right. banning that if for police techniques, and I think Boston yeah, recently it makes, did that. It yeah. makes a bunch of mistakes, yeah. and yeah, it, it barely, yeah. routinely was flagging folks as you're not the person you say you are, uh, despite being just because uh, they're the person they say. Yeah, yeah. right, because well, it can't tell you can't tell what's going on, which is a huge problem. <laughs> uh, and on top of that, one would it, say it's not actually a technology if they can't recognize a whole chunk of the population right. that way. So, well, I, well, I mean, it's the algorithm. Yeah. So the, but that's the, that, that was only the beginning, which is getting to the actual story here, which is that this last week we learned that California flagged one third of all the people taking the bar exam as if they were cheating uh, for various, that, that is too many, various suspicious behaviors. We didn't hear, there was no sound in your room, which there shouldn't have been, but whatever uh, we, you looked away from the webcam for a second for multiple times, which whatever you blink, I, I, but there's no like, human. Like, that's a thing, right? Where you close your eyes, and try to think yeah. like that's just yeah, how you- exactly and there's no human looking at these they these are just what was spit out by the algorithm and rather than engage in the job of looking at everything which would be onerous but you know what the but bar that's exam, what happens right yeah, that's like, what bar exam signed up for you would think yeah and, and this is this is the result of deciding to not go with diploma privilege well yeah, yeah. Uh, so what they've done is they have sent notices telling everybody that they think they cheated and uh, explain to us why we shouldn't fail you. They are not letting these students, or not I say students, they're graduates, they're not letting these applicants look at the video to be able to explain so what's going on. So how are you supposed to know? I don't know what I was doing. I don't remember every second of taking the bar exam. Why you, should you? That's you weird. You don't know what you did for hours on end? Huh? I knew I was taking the test. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's, uh, this is absurd. Yes, it, it, it is. This is absurd. It is really problematic and the sort of thing that hopefully. Have they come out with any kind of a statement? Like, what, what are they doing? Uh, well, so far they're just sending everyone chapter six notices, which is the notice that they think you're cheating. And yes, I have gotten. Like, what can you even say? I was taking the test. I, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't even know. Like, how, how do you write that? Yeah. I, I, I agree. That's a, oh, God, Not letting that's them so see the video stupid. is, is, Really astounding, uh, especially because it doesn't look like anybody's even bothered to look at the video yet, like yeah. before I mean, they even got to this the, point. The reality is there's plenty of things that could happen that, you know, somebody might take their attention away from the exam for a half a second mm-hmm. and not not be cheating, right? Like you're not in a controlled environment. Hell, even in a controlled environment, you know, I can remember taking the bar exam, the Javits Center, and, you know, there was a crash. Somebody fell off of their chair in the back and like yeah. everyone turned. Oh. Yeah. Oh no, I was cheating. No, no, I was re- I was a human reacting to a stimulus. Like yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Like you know, no, we're, we're a- done with the Tubin story. Oh, okay. But yeah, no, it's it's bad news. Yeah, I I just, I just certainly hope that 
people who are in positions of power uh, will see the light here and put a stop to this ridiculousness, especially because, you know, vaccines obviously are now here, but it's going to take a while for that to roll out. So we're going mm-hmm. to end up doing this again. Do you think? Do you really think we're doing more online exams? Oh, that's in February. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were talking about, I'm still thinking about like the big, you know, there's two. The big admin- July. Yeah. There's two administrations of bar exam every year, February and July. July is larger. I'm still thinking about July. I'm. I hope by July we can. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure. I'm not July sure. July will I'm be not safe sure at enough. All. I'm not sure at we'll all. we'll see. I'm not sure at all. I'm, I have my fingers crossed, my toes crossed, all that kind of stuff. But I'm really hoping, I'm hopeful. I'm mm-hmm. hopeful. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Like, yeah. yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's right. So with all that said, uh, we can uh, start wrapping this up, I guess. Wrapping? You like wrapping presents? See? Oh. Uh, it's Christmas, you guys. Wow, it, it, or the holidays, no, I mean, it, generally. That was a good try. Maybe one of these days I'll have you do a, uh, an ad read. But no you're not quite there yet. No thanks. Mm. I don't, why, would, why, why would I consent to that? Why, why wouldn't you? Because it seems like an annoying thing that you have to do. Thanks, sponsors. No, no. <laughs> try, I don't have to. I don't have to worry about that. You have to worry about mm. that. That's just like one a- added layer. That's not me. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh, thank you all for listening and for reading Above the Law. You should be subscribed to this show so that you can get the episodes when they come out. You should be writing reviews and stars and saying things about it to help this algorithm, which is less bad than uh, online hopefully bar exam. Yeah, yeah. Online, hopefully less bad. Uh, help that uh, move us up the rankings for law podcasts. More people can find us. You should be listening to our other shows. Uh, Catherine has hosts the show, The Jabot. Mm-hmm. I'm on a part of the panel of Legal Tech News, or not Legal Tech News, but I join members of Legal Tech News on a show called Legal Tech God, you still don't know Week. the name of your own show. Yeah, I think it's Legal Tech Week. Yeah, Legal Tech Week. Yeah. I, love, I love whenever I make some sort of a uh, a minor mis- misstatement. It's, oh, I can't believe it. But you do. You're like, ah, eh, it's adorable when I do it. It is adorable when I do it. That's the key. <laughs> I like that you think so. Not everyone agrees. Also, check out all the other offerings of the Legal Talk Network. You should be checking out us on social media at Joseph Patrice, at Catherine One, the numeral one. Uh, thanks again, as always, to Lexicon, Contract Tools by Paper Software, and LexisNexis Interaction. And I think with all of that, uh, we're good to go. Yeah.